ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke, it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. Everybody is I. You all know you are you. And wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies, it doesn't make any difference. You are all of them. And when they come into being, that's you coming into being. Yo, 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 beautiful people. How's it going? So anyway, this week on the Ascend podcast, I bring you a really cool conversation. I met up with a guy called Tim Sheaf. Really wanted to have a conversation with him for a long time now. I started watching his YouTube videos maybe about five, four or five years ago now. And he's somebody who is on a very similar trajectory to myself. And probably also a lot of you who listen to this podcast. He's, he's delving deep in the realms of health. He's looking into how the best efficient way to move the human body. He's looking into fasting. He's looking into cold exposure, meditation, getting into nature, hiking. He's doing everything that I can probably imagine that all of all of you and myself who listen to this podcast do. So as you will see in this podcast, and I knew before I even did this conversation with Tim, that me and Tim would literally just bounce off each other and would be able to dive in so many different topics and that is exactly what we did we really i really do feel that we really did attack the 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 question of how in the modern day world how do we navigate our way through it in terms of in terms of sort of being healthy at the same time being immersed in something that you know is probably a detriment to our sort of our spiritual self our biological self and our health in general so we talk around that it is a really cool conversation we get as always these conversations go all over the place and this one definitely did that had such a cool time chatting to him anyway and if you don't know who tim sheaf is tim has went on a very interesting journey he used to be a, a national three runner he won some of the biggest world tournaments in the world in three running he also i think he's won ninja warrior now twice also as well so he's been somebody who has definitely immersed himself in the world of moving the body he also used to be a vegan in recent times which was quite controversial on his youtube channel if you know who he is he obviously came out and said that he was no longer vegan which is a really which was which is a really interesting talking point as well we never really got into that in this conversation as i felt enough had been said about on youtube and i really wanted to just dive into his other facets that I know he's that that I know he's interested in, because he's such a cool person. And just before we jump with this podcast, I just want to say, if you can, please find it in your heart and check out the Patreon page and support the podcast. The Patreon page really is the best way to to support the podcast and help me to keep doing what I'm doing. It gives us a little bit of a platform when I'm traveling around and getting these conversations. And when you become a patron as well, you get access to bonus podcasts, get your own RS feed, which you can add to your favorite podcast app that you listen to podcasts on. So it's a really cool little feature. And in the process of you supporting the podcast, it also that feature allows me to give back to you so you can access bonus conversations. 
There's also a cool little Facebook group as well where I think there's about, I think there may be 40 people in there now of past patrons as well who are in that group. It's a really cool little community. Every now and again, people chip in and add a little post in there. So anyway, it's a little cool community. If you want to sort of speak to other like-minded people, that's a cool little place to do it. So anyway, I love you all. And please, if you can, find it in your heart to check out the Patreon page. So anyway, enjoy this podcast with Tim Sheep. Right, so let's do this. I don't even know what I want to talk about, to be honest. I've got so, there is so many areas in my mind where I've followed your journey for a long time. Cool. And there's just so many different areas that this conversation I know can go, and that's that's a, that's the beautiful thing. That's where I want to have a conversation with you for. Yeah. And there was actually I wrote a quote down before I came. It's actually one of the only things I've actually wrote down. Um, pretty probably as much as wing this podcast, but because mm. obviously I know a lot of your stuff inside out, what you've been doing and things, and your journeys and things. But there's this quote that, because through your journey, what I've seen you unfold is you're very much somebody who is, you're looking into fasting, you're doing cold water exposure, mm-hmm. you're, you're aligning your body, you're moving, moving, yeah. you're eating nutritious food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> debatable. <laughs> yeah. Um, but from the outside of me, looking into your journey, and me also know my journey, which is I know is very similar to you, is you're going back to this sort of, it seems like you're going back to the way it's always been mm-hmm. throughout history. And there was a quote that I wrote down this, and it was actually reminded us because I heard it the other day. And it said, at the end of all our exploring, we will arrive at the place where we started and know it for the first time. <laughs> and it's, That's a great quote. Yeah, I've not heard that. Yeah, and I think, I feel that. Do you feel that's what you're doing with your the, your whole ethics, really, of what you're doing? Yeah, I think I'm trying to just live in alignment with nature. I recognize there's a lot of suffering in the world. And in individuals, especially in in England where we live, around people. And for me, I think one of the the biggest things is our misalignment with nature. And you're going to suffer if you're not aligned with nature. So I think trying to find out, figure out nature's laws, Mm -hmm. which aren't written down, you know what I mean? Trying to work them out as we go and live in alignment with them to just release release the suffering that we have. Yeah, because it's purely misalignment, living in a big box. You're living in a box, right? Without fresh air, and we're looking at fake lights on the on the computer screens and phones, and the food that we're eating is not the same nutrition that it, that it once was. So, how do you how do you stop these habits and these addictions and these things while still enjoying life? Because we've, we're so like to just oh yeah, just turn the internet off and at seven o'clock at night and just sit and just read a book. Yeah, this sounds great in theory, but actually doing it, do you know what I mean? It's, it's embedded right in us. Isn't it? Yeah, it's we've grown up with it. So and our friends are doing it. It's like we've lost the community. I remember, I think it was, it wasn't David Icke, it was someone else, but they said literally, the TV was the death of community because otherwise I'd probably be friends with all my neighbours, right? And I, I know them to say hi, but I don't hang out with them. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, you don't have a TV. You'd, speak to the people around you if you didn't have in- I guess internet was the, the double death of it you know the, the double down on the fact yeah. that you, you don't need to speak to people around you because you've got everyone in your phone and it's like FaceTime but not real FaceTime yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and I'm in such a weird in between stage of like trying to come off my phone but then all my community and, and friendships are there I live I moved back to my hometown Derby where we are now 
to be for, for business and family and stuff like that but actually at the same time I don't I don't feel like I've got much community here so I'm just getting comfortable with myself which is something I've always been on and like that journey of being comfortable with yourself is very important and, and I'm all right at it but at the same time it doesn't mean you don't miss human connection but then you know as you say my neighbors you, you need people that have been through sort of similar experiences with you you know like back in when you were in world war days you would have been through the army with your comrades and people that you went to school with yeah. and stuff like that but we just we've, I can have the most different life experience from everyone else in this town so it's harder to connect with in, in that sense like you can have conversations but you're not going to hang out with them and, and stuff so yeah I think this whole returning to nature but then being comfortable with yourself but then removing all the the modern things because we love Instagram we connect this wouldn't happen without Instagram yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> but to, to what am I going to do put a one hour limit on it a day like you, you can do that stuff but then it's like you shouldn't have to put limitations you just should have that I don't, I don't know I feel like I'm, we're in such an in-between yeah, stage no, of not, not hating things <laughs> that we love that we love but then we're abusing them yeah. right? and, and I'm with you I'm completely with you and like we've seen before off the podcast as well that's the dilemma that that me and you are both trying to go through a lot of people listen to this are trying to figure out that what's that medium ground how do you find that balance point yeah. between between the technological world versus sort of in our hearts the world that we know we really should be involved in yeah and it's in finding your way for that it's so hard but for me for me one yeah. thing that i'm doing is i'm just same as you i'm i'm, I'm just completely what's the word <laughs> falling myself through it I'm not yeah. really, stumbling through it that's more yeah. like it yeah but I, th- I still think it's about discipline i think you have to be more disciplined with yourself and yeah. i know discipline's a dodgy word because a lot of people think that discipline's a bad thing but for me discipline actually in my life is has created so much richer fruits at the end of it yeah 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 i won't argue with that so mm. what, what discipline have you applied that's helped you oh what area have not applied yeah yeah many areas i mean from a well I'm trying to think what one what one should i attack there's so food it's a big one for people food one food for me was a lot easier yeah a lot easier have a very different mindset on food yeah but every every aspect of Meditation, life every, every life you can yoga was yoga change, yeah. sexual yeah yeah energy yeah yeah um so many different areas that's hard to explain i can't really break down one you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. yeah. what ones come to your what ones come to your mind um I, well i remember there's that book is it a book like discipline is the key to happiness or the gateway there's there was a guy um Amon Ra the black vegan one meal a day guy so people might know him oh, I've seen him yeah and at the end of his thing he, well, I just remember an interview with him and that's one of the things that stood out to me the most it was like without discipline you can't find happiness like it really was and that's I think that's something as as I get older I really discover as well and um that mixed with the brute just to be incredibly honest the, you know the Bruce there's a Bruce Lee quote short to uh, long-term consistency beats short-term intensity and things like that like my fasting was an attempt to get some food discipline but it was short-term intensity do you know what i mean yeah rather than long long long-term consistency so it's getting daily habits and daily habits are all right when you've got a routine when you've got a a nine to five and i'm not saying this is (laughs) like there is no spiritual um uh like everyone has their spiritual battles, right? So no one's spiritually superior or less superior in terms of the spiritual privilege. That's what the word I was looking for. There's no spiritual privilege. So I'd say someone with a nine to five might find it easier to have routine, but then obviously there's other things that chase. So it's like, so someone with a nine to five lives in one town, city, they go to their job, they can get a routine in their life. Now I'm, for me to 
find a routine who I've I've got everything I've wanted in terms of freedom like I want I want to not have a full-time job like I want to be sort of self-employed or like have freelancing kind of thing so I can choose when to work so I've got that part of it but then you don't have the routine in your life where one week I'll be in the Lake District the next week in London with different friends who have different habits and then it, for me to be disciplined in those environments is crazy because you go from one thing to another and then you're you're also there, there comes into play like guilt feelings of oh I'm going to reject that that person because I've got my routine and my way of living but then it's like then you there's guilt you're bringing into the whole thing whereas sometimes it's best just to let go and not fight and I and I practiced when it comes to like diets that I tried one of the things I tried was no guilt eating so eat what you want and and have no guilt and you can and I allowed myself to do it how did you feel on that I think it was the effect. It wasn't as impactful as if you was to eat. I think it did have an effect, but eventually the wrong nutrition catches up to you, regardless. Like, but it did go longer because you're not eating with that stress, which probably holds back the digestion. But yeah, it's, it's to, to to have routine and discipline when you're constantly in a different environment. Environment changes how you feel more than almost anything, doesn't it? Like how grounded you feel how connected you go from like walking in the lake district to suddenly being in london it's going to shift so much outside and i guess that is the purpose of a lot of this stuff meditation practices and things is to to remain as consistently the same person whatever the environment but then there's fun in being but then it's a battle because why battle why why not just enjoy being like i feel like there's a london tim and there's a la tim and there's a lake district tim and if you're with me in different environments, I might be a different person because yeah. it's like the environment. I, I like to play with the environment and that affects my character and everything. So it's there is no right or wrong. Both are, That's the one thing I think I'm, I'm ultimately learning is duality. It's both are true. Both There's truth to veganism. There's truth to carnivore diet, you know, and, and that's what Buddha, the lesson of Buddha was the middle ground, was the middle path. He, he had to go through it all himself to discover the middle path. He did the big fasts to discover now I just need to do a bit of fasting once in a while. Yeah, I love that. Is that the biggest thing that you found? Because obviously, I don't want to go too far in it because that's been, obviously you've spoke about it many yeah. times about. Yeah, the we won't waste that time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was that the biggest lesson that you found through your whole journey so far is that what you said, it's about the middle ground. Yeah, and it's about not rejecting your history or rejecting the opposition's opposition's viewpoint because you the universe will teach you it will do. at some stage in your life that's also true the thing you denied is also true the thing and but then when you find that you can't then reject the thing that you used to do because then you're rejecting a part of yourself yeah. so it's like trying to respect both paths and i speak as someone i can easily say this and you may have seen me rejecting veganism in more recent times which has been a full struggle in my head to not reject it because it, it has caused me suffering when I committed to it for too long a period of time. And then I'm getting attacked from, from that community. It's so to remain balanced through it all has been an amazing test, you know, um, of which sometimes I'll fail. Uh, but to not, but it's hard not to re- reject. It's like really how deep does the human ego go and like how much can you be present to not let it affect the way you speak yeah. is a real challenge sometimes. Yeah, I love that. When you were saying before, something I want to touch on, you were talking about the aspect of discipline because there's a lot of, because um, you're very similar to me. We go on these sort of these journeys where we do all this deep work and we go to the extremes of like whatever practice it is. Yeah. And um, there is some, I think there is something there is something powerful to do in that. But I hear a lot of people saying, you get a lot of people who don't want to do the go to the extreme. They say, well, it's about balance. You need balance. But for me, 
I don't think you can get to that balance point unless you've gone to the extreme because you need to feel you need to feel it. Absolutely. Do you has the, the that aspect given you the, the a better platform? Hundred percent. And yeah. I've said this in in other interviews as well. Um, you you look at a a tent for example, right? A top, right? If you have the middle of the top there and you put the pegs in here, it's not very stable, right? And this is your balance. Your middle. The further away you put the the wires, that's why the wires are on, so that they can have more leverage, right? You've got the cables coming off and you put the pegs yeah. in. It's more balanced. So the further, so the two extremes you've gone to in your life to understand carnivore, veganism, fasting, juicing, whatever you're doing, that teaches you what each thing does, what, what, what is the middle ground. So I completely agree, yeah, that to find the middle ground and what is balance, you have to have gone to extremes to discover that. Yeah. Is, I mean, obviously, I've looked at a lot of your videos lately, and you've been going and immersing yourself in the world of nature and things. Yeah. What is it? What is it about the the world of the natural natural world? I'll call it. Yeah. What's it about that that, that entices you in? It's hard to define. Yeah, it's it so subtle, isn't it? Yeah. And I think it's beyond language, really, isn't it? Yeah. Something? The subtle stuff is the stuff that runs really deep, and it, it's when you're there and you're walking up a mountain, and you're like. This is what I came to do. This is not fun. This is boring. My legs are tired. I'm, yeah. I'm staring at this dirt in front of my face the whole time. Why am I here? Like, and yet, I never feel more at peace than the, the after those days. And then I'll come back here and I'll feel more inspired than ever to go back out again. And I'm like, I don't know where it's coming from. I can't really define it. But there's it goes so deep that it's like, it's just subtle. It's not nature. Doesn't shout. It doesn't. It does not like bold and ad- it's not you can't advertise it like that's the best stuff yeah no one's it. no one's selling it to you so it's like i got i got into i guess i saw videos like my own where i see someone out there and I'm like, yeah i want to try that so it's like no one's making money off it there's no profit off it but it's but you just feel way you know you can't really fathom it from a, a square screen but when you're in it immersing it the sounds the smells the the things they are subtle they aren't shouting that we're used to like this is what you want in your life mm-hmm. it's not like that but it 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 really gives you some like contentment and peace have you heard terence mckenna's quote about that he says uh because he because for me nature when i go nature and what you're seeing there the, them the, them little subtleties to me mm. is like the, it is sort of a communi- form of communication to me like when you're in nature yeah and uh it's it's like teaching you something as well even if you're not really even really realizing it, it does teach you stuff. I agree. Yeah, I get the same thing. But like, um, sorry, jumping again. But no, go T- on. Terence McKenna says this amazing quote. He says, "Sometimes the greatest teachers are not in the hive of society." He says, "Sometimes the greatest mm. teachers are, are are in the pockets hid away, meaning nature." And he says, like, sort of, mm. instead of watching a YouTube video or whatever it is, he says, yeah. "Just go go and sit beside a lake, go and sit beside a mountain, go and yeah. sit beside a um, listen to the rainfall." Yeah. And sometimes they're the greatest teachers. They're, yeah, and you're right. There's nothing you don't walk away with any sudden new understanding, but it it I don't know what it does. It just puts some peace in your life that helps you to not judge as much or yeah, like even you know the things I I'm on and we'll talk about like ge- geocentricism and you know the flat earth stuff is like I spend a lot of time in nature on my own observing patterns and observing things and it softly, softly, it helps you to not judge, jump to conclusions, and to, and to just be so sure of yourself. I think it's a, there's a Rumi quote. I'm probably paraphrasing here, but um, yeah, it's similar to that. Your one, it said the greatest teachers are 
are the silent teachers or don't yeah and yeah. the greatest lovers are the silent lovers and it's like yeah like we don't don't doesn't need to be shouted about nature and there's another just to keep while we're on the, the quotes thing um <laughs> but nature never rushes and everything gets done yeah and i think that's something especially now we try to live with instagram right every day is like it's, it's something we're trying to live so fast and we don't I realise how much I lost acknowledgement or never acknowledged the seasons, really. You're getting on with your life and your world and yeah, the seasons just affect you in between going between buildings. <laughs> like, that's yeah. just the only yeah. effect. But it's like the last few years of getting out into nature, really starting to appreciate the seasons and how you have to have an uptime and a downtime and a hot and a cold and for you to, just, just when winter's getting so unbearable, spring comes around yeah. just at that exact yeah. point that for a human it is just too much yeah. spring comes around <laughs> and summer's summer's coming now it's rain outside but summer's coming and you know what when autumn comes around you're kind of, you're happy for autumn you're happy for those fresh wet days and it's like the the length of a day even for a human when you get in touch with the seasons and with life cycles and daily routines you have just enough time to do these different things that you need to do about your day and it's like everything's been laid out perfectly for this goldilocks zone of like it's not too hot not too yeah. cold on earth you know any 10 degrees one way or 10 degrees another way and we might just not really exist here but we just happens to be the perfect temperature for us to exist there's loads of goldilocks zones with gravity like we're this high and it's like you could drop an ant off here and it would survive but you drop us off the same relevant height and we're all going to smash yeah. and die but it's yeah going on a bit of a tangent yeah no, that's cool i love it there's so many there's so many ways i could take it one of the things i want to touch on was when you're talking about the cycles and stuff it's something mm. a concept i've played with my mind is because i can't speak for any other country but i can speak for this yeah the, the uk where we are now and the site i'm trying to really try to tune into the cycles of, of nature and stuff like that mm. and when it's it's funny because in sort of the western world when because when it comes around to winter, it seems to be that everyone gets heightened. When for me, the, the state of winter should be you hibernating and sort of chilling yeah. out and stuff. But it's yeah. actually it's it's the opposite. It's yeah. a, when it becomes winter in this country, everyone everyone goes crazy for Christmas. They're buying presents and <laughs> yeah, operations are going up and stuff. Yeah. And something else I wanted to say before was um, when you were speaking about the that sort of you couldn't it was the, the, the sort of the undescribable feeling that happens when you're in nature was something that I've noticed because I know you've been doing bushcraft lately and I've been doing bushcraft yeah, while camping and stuff. Yeah. And what I noticed is I had a great lesson once. It was, so, as obviously I do a podcast and stuff and you speak about these concepts, you try to, the ego mind tries to come in and say, oh, this would be a cool experience to talk about on the podcast. Yeah. So I've got to try and record this or try and keep yeah, this sort of it thing. Do, it comes in, you, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, what happened once is I took a piece of paper in the a book in the woods and that's still a form of technology, still a form of recording and recording your thoughts as well, writing stuff oh, down. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Even though people don't see it as that way, it's just yeah. a different form, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And anyway, what happened is I had a, a, a great moment where I was sitting down and I went to write down on the piece of paper and the pen ran out. Yeah. So for me, that was a sign from the universe to, to like say, don't use the pen. This You don't, you can't, this is like beyond language. You can't record this. This is yeah. a moment just for you and no one else. Yeah. Right but right. you know what the lesson it got from is, isn't that this is what I feel that that sort of that hidden messages from nature is that mm. it's sort of it's on an intuitive level it's like mm. it's beyond language and it's sort of it's an intuitive connection that's sort of beyond conscious thought 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. and and it's learning in, to tap into that. It's an undoing process. And sorry, and sorry to say, jumping about. I was going to say because I have my thought there's And when I think when you start to record, record it. Yeah. When you start to analyze it too much. Yeah. It sort of traps you in sort of um, language-based consciousness. You change it, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the observer changes mm-hmm. the outcome, doesn't? Yeah, language-based consciousness. You're right. Like uh, Eckhart Tolle talks about the like, you call a pen a pen, but actually it's just it's this thing. Yeah. Right? And a bird, you, oh, it's the bird. I've seen birds before, so that's but it's it, you know it's it's a thing of being. Yeah, language language does change everything. Language is is very important for us to use correctly. As you know, George, someone like Jordan Peterson, he's, he's very open that, and I really respect that. Yeah, I completely agree. It's very important to to get language right because it's a minefield. It's dangerous, uh, and people don't respect it enough, you know. And who gave us our language? And like, how many how many uh, mind it is a minefield? Even the English language to navigate to 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 have conversations with people and not be be misunderstood so easily because we put our own yeah beliefs onto it beforehand. But yeah, nature is it's it's a teacher, isn't it? It's um. Yes, I've spent so much time on my own in it, and I realised a lot of people that will attack online or something. They're not one; they're not out in nature much, and two, they're, they're probably not on their own often as well. And I think being able to spend time on your own—that's sort of become my role, as I feel—is to help to get other people to go do that. Go out on your own. Go camping on your own, like you did wild camping on your own. Go hiking on your own. Leave technology at home. Obviously, if I'm vlogging, there's technology. Yeah. <laughs> I'm filming it, and and you're right. Like you're you're even the intention of me filming it changes it. And so I almost had a tough stage where I was almost I felt guilt or rejection towards the camera. I'm filming it, yeah. and I'm enjoying the moment, and almost I'll have fun because the camera's there, and I get creative because the camera's there. And if it wasn't, I would just walk to the top of the mountain and walk back down, and it gives me that. It adds an extra element of play, and then you're like, "But do I need this? I should just be happy and content yeah. without the without the camera. Why do we need to record the podcast to talk about life? Life should just." But then it's, it feels like maybe this is our service at this time. This is what people need: is is us to capture and share to help to help get us till we find communities again where we can exist and work four hours a day on a farm and, and chip in that way, you know, and not, yeah, no. yeah. I'm thinking about all that as well. Um, the aspect where you said before about uh, how nature teaches you something, it also, for me, it heals you as well. Like on a, I know there's mm. scientific studies that suggest that, like if mm. your nature, it changes your physiology and stuff like that. Yeah, it releases like, ions into the ground, anti-inflammatory, all that stuff, yeah. Really powerful. Yeah. Uh, do you feel that, I mean, you were talking before about, I can't remember now, it all blends into one we're talking, mm. but you talked about off the podcast before about how, sort of the environment living in a house now and stuff and you mm. feel it's sort of on a I don't know what the right word is maybe energetic level or something yeah something doesn't feel right I mean yeah. do you, well, how do you how do you battle that in your mind of being outside in nature versus being in sort of a, a busy town or a yeah in a house or something it's, it's a good question because you do feel it you do yeah you feel it but then we're humans are so bloody durable yeah we are like I look at I'm so inspired by homeless people who eat our trash cans because mm. you're like still surviving and going on and sleeping in these cold cities on the floor you're like what the human body is capable of is 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 phenomenal really with determination but yeah i i don't know because you can't if you if you fight it or feel guilt then that just makes it worse so it's like i just know that it gives me the inspiration to get back out but then you need a space that's your space that's no one else's that's that's for your for your routines and things 
Yeah, I don't really have an answer. Yeah, to at the it. same, I, I like yeah. that. At the same time, though, the that you know the the durability aspect you want about. Mm. I've questioned that because you can it goes for everything. Really goes for because there's so many practices that we're doing now. I mean, we're, obviously, like you said before, we're sitting in front of these cameras and all this. Mm. There's there's things that's coming off all this now mm. that we don't understand what's happening to us. The Monday life yeah. is doing that in so many different ways. Nutrition and arcs. Wi-Fi. Yeah, Wi-Fi, yeah. of course. And then obviously 5G coming around the corner now. Yeah. I sometimes question it. Is, is our durability our actual downfall? Because the durability for the human just to keep doing what they're doing and just not question it and just to get to this point where... Be, it's so slow that they don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's different. yeah. Do you know you know one for me as well is driving a car? Because when you're driving a car, you're in a fight or flight response. And you're constantly just like looking all the time, like oh, without realizing that, and it'll become so natural yeah, and relaxed mean, after a while. Yeah. But there's still little something you have to be body. switched on. We can't actually switch off. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting observation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's loads, there's yeah. loads of stuff like that. Yeah, where you're constantly engaged, and yeah, I don't think we understand fully what that's doing to us on a biological level. No, I agree. not not just a biological level, spiritually as well. Spiritually, yeah, physically, just draining. I think you're right. After long drive, flight, whatever. It's shattering. Yeah, good observation. Yeah. Something else I want to touch on uh, with you as well is the. I want to touch on the fasting because yeah. there's there's many aspects I want to touch on with you. We'll probably not get to cover them all, mm. but the fasting aspect of things. I mean, why did you do a fasting? Why was that important to you? I think one. Well, one thing to address because I've been it's been mentioned since my fast. I did a few interviews and and they've said you fasted for 35 days that's dangerous do you think you had an eating disorder right like to do something like that yeah which, which to someone who's a bit more deeper in the rabbit hole is like well, it's just a fast yeah, isn't it but yeah. to people in the mainstream so but it's a good question why did why would them in the mainstream bring up that subject of being an eating disorder well for one eating disorder is just it's a label you put on something like but it doesn't define what it is it's like at what point is it someone have an eating disorder if someone eats a snickers as a snack and they go oh I shouldn't really be eating the Snickers. Yeah. Is that an eating disorder? Because they've labelled that what they did they shouldn't have done? Or is it like when they eat five in a row? Like what yeah. point does it become the problem, right? And then I thought maybe maybe I did have an eating disorder or do have an eating disorder, right? If I do, it's not my fault, right? It's the society I've grown up in. So I've grown up, you walk into any supermarket and what's by the till, like chocolate, snacks, everything is right there. They're like, it's... Temptation's the devil. So I go to my farm shop, they don't, they don't have all the temptations, right? But you're around that stuff. All of society's around that stuff. If you address it, what what do you think it looks like if someone tries to solve an eating disorder? They change stuff. They change, they work on it. If I had one, or have one, it's not my fault, right? It's, it's trial or trauma, society, whatever. So... This is what happens when someone tries to solve an eating disorder. They try things. This is, so I was trying things with my diet, trying different supplements, urine therapy, trying... I'm trying to solve this bitch because it's yeah. it's a problem, not just for me, for so many... How many people around us, family yeah. members, friends, have, have eating have eating problems? Without eat, even realising. Without realising that they're not willing to address, that they're eating three packets of crisps at nine o'clock at night. And it's like... They sort of know they should, there was a, isn't there a TV show about secret eaters or something like that? Someone was mm-hmm. telling me how they, they show these people this footage of them walking into a chip shop and into a chip and they deny that it's them or like they, they don't remember doing it or whatever. It's like, yeah, well, we've really, if there is such thing as an eating disorder and you can define it, 
it's something that's across all of Britain and all of the Western world because of the amount of snacks we need to be readily available at any moment of the day. You can walk into a shop and buy fizzy drink and some yeah. chocolate and some crisps and whatever it's like. So I'm trying to get to the root of it, right? I'm trying to solve this. And, it, and that includes doing things as seem as extreme as a 35-day water fast because... You're trying to knock it out the park. You're trying so to, how many days you did it for? Eventually, yeah, I, did, I didn't consume anything but. I wasn't too sure. It was thirty-three. Yeah, thirty-five. It was about thirty day thirty-three. I sort of said, "You can move on now," and then it was thirty-five when I actually broke it. Um, I'm trying to solve it. Yeah, if we've got an issue, we, a lot of us have got this issue, and we're, we're trying to get to the root of it. Um, and, and there's so many different just different ways. Yeah. With your fast, what would you say was the benefits for you? What benefits did you find? Having a break, having a having a break from desires, I think that was the biggest thing. Because when when you're training, when you're working with business, when you're making YouTube content, you've always got desires for for money, for achievements, for competitive achievements, for for goals, whatever you've got, which is good, right? It keeps us moving forward. But when you fast and you 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 don't have energy and you're you're still and it's it's not it wasn't at any point dangerous. When I stopped, it was when my body was like, right, time to stop, right? There was, I had no desires because I didn't have the energy. It felt like all desires begin with food, with that desire for food. And once we eat the food, then we have energy to have these other desires to chase goals and pursue things. So it was like, to have that release, and there's a thing called iridology, which is the study of the iris. And I noticed I you've know. got very clear eyes. And you see a lot of people have real like, like look like swamps in their eyes. A lot of, antibiotics from childhood and all this stuff and so fasting was one of the things that's supposed to clear your insides and then you can see it in your eyes so I did the iridology before and after and one of the things that cleared up on me was nerve rings some people will go bullshit science whatever but I'm not saying this is fact this is just what I observed in the pictures was the what they claim is the nerve rings were completely cleared after and that would make sense that my nervous system had a complete break when you was fasting I wasn't doing anything active explosive endurance adrenaline i wasn't consuming i wasn't wasting energy on digestion so so those are the main things really was to have no desires and then just to have your whole nervous system to have a break from life in modern modern times for a bit yeah did you i mean because for me because i've done i think the most i've done is 40 fast okay great uh, so i know anyone that does 24 hours is solid it's hard Really 36 is. is like the biggest achievement like, for anyone I just wanted to I just wanted to try and understand what was going on in your mind sort of on many different levels after like 30 days what was how was the feelings like going through your head and stuff yeah <laughs> I don't mean I don't mean on a, why you're doing it I don't no. mean I don't mean that because I completely understand why you're doing it I want, I'm thinking about honestly doing one myself, to be honest I think it's been the most fearless I've ever felt as an adult all fear was gone I was and I was not scared to die I wasn't, I didn't think for a second I was going to die. I didn't feel close to death as much as it looks like it. I didn't feel close to death at all. It's different on the inside. And when I was making videos, I felt very spiritually aligned. I could flow very eloquently, which, which I can't now, which I find very interesting compared to how I could then, right? Um, what food so it seems like food and specifically certain foods will suppress your ability to speak and channel channel, you know sometimes you have a conversation you feel like you're really channeling the conversation but I felt really I was like if I don't wake up tomorrow I'm fine sort of the the freed from what's that song freed from desire mind and senses purify 
it was like that. I was freed from desire, and then I wasn't scared to, of death. And so it's like desire is what, but it, it's the catch twenty two. It's both sides. It's like that's what keeps us alive. It's having desires and goals because you're like, right, tomorrow I've got something to work towards, and you got to have that purpose. But then when you're freed from it, death wasn't a scary thing anymore. You know. You ever practiced um, meditating on your death before? Done that quite a few. Yeah, times. yeah, like good practice. Yeah, yeah. I've not. I've not done it loads, but I'd, I've definitely done it and I do contemplate it. And I, I think, you know, I grew up doing parkour. I think I forget that often enough in, in conversations like this. That was an important part of who I am. Because you're f- facing fear and you're on buildings jumping between rooftops. Builds that steel, doesn't it? Though? Yeah, you're, 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 I feel like that's meditating on your death because you're toying with it. You're not, and not that I'd ever do something reckless where you think I could die here, but to other people, you could die there, right? I knew, but I had that confidence in my body of what I was doing. But I think that's partly meditating on your death because you're you're toying with. You're not just put. You know, they say a boat's safest in the harbour, but that's not what it's meant for, right? It's meant to go out into these rocky seas and so take your human out into these challenging things and see what you get out of it. I think that life's between that. What you said there, though, that that the aspect of death. It's like because as a society, we hide away from that. Like everyone likes to, everyone's going to do it, but Mm. no one likes no one likes to talk about it. Yeah, and it's, it's a I cultural think, thing. Yeah, and yeah. I think if you like, we, we, when you're talking about uh, parkour and free run and stuff, that's that's like a dance between life and death at the same time, and finding that the 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 sort of the, the subtleties in between. Yeah, yeah, and that's what every, whole life is about, really. People miss that. Yeah, yeah, it is, but and that's what animals have on a day to day basis. Animals are are survival. They're in survival, yeah. right? They're always in, and we. That's why with the bushcraft and stuff, it's like. Oh, there's something fulfilling in this. When I put myself into a survival moment, where my brain's intelligent enough to apply itself, and and my body is durable enough that it gets tested, but it gets through. Like you yeah. were saying, you were freezing in just your bivy bag without a sleeping bag, yeah. and it was. It's like, yeah, you may have felt shit in the moment, but for the few days afterwards, you appreciated your bed, you appreciated life so much more. It taught us so much as well. Yeah, and you learn from it and grow, and then you go right next time. I'm going to apply it this way, and you have to you have to put yourself out there, but. That's a huge one for for healing and feeling appreciation of life is is survival of putting yourself in survival moments and I guess that's why vipassanas and things you're silent for a week or ten days you know you're not talking you're meditating for twelve hours a day. You ever thought about doing that? Yeah, I think that's. I always thought that would be the stage after fasting, but um, uh, who knows what the future holds? I'm not in a in a rush, but maybe that's where we need to go with it. But there's so much avenues because there's plant medicines to go deep into as well. And it's like, and Vipassana, once again, it's like a short-term intensity. I had a friend who did a Vipassana and he said he was meditating for an hour a day before he went, went, and then after he finished, he didn't want to meditate anymore. Yeah. And it's like me with fasting. <laughs> like I was fasting once a week, once every few weeks, a couple of days a month kind of thing. Then I did my big fast and I've not, like I was saying to you, this is the longest I've fasted since that fast, I think. And I'm like 20, 20 something hours in because I'd, the short term intensity burnt me out for even to want to do more. Same with running, right? If you just run a bit regularly rather than doing marathons every so often, you, you can have much more longevity in it. And it's all the middle ground. And I think, where does it, is it, is it the competitive nature that comes into us through society? Like we grow up watching football and so then it's all about there's a competitive element to everything that we do. Is that there? Even if it's with ourselves, you know, I mean, I'm fully in support. Like the only competition is yourself with everything that you're doing, but then, then your ego gets carried away and you can, we go to the gym and we can all, we watch these motivational videos where it's like, 
you need to want to win more than you want to breathe or whatever, then you will win or succeed or whatever. And it's like, that's dangerous because yeah. we're overshooting so much of what we do. We can work, burn ourselves out because our bodies are durable and survival things. You can go to the gym and once you're warm and going, you can smash a workout and then you can be absolutely burnt out for the next two days. You're tired. You've got no chi in your body, no energy. Yeah. You you make bad food choices because you're not, you need, because there's your only source of joy that's a big one for our society our only source of joy is through our taste buds right so well, it's the easiest and simplest pleasure mm, we can get is definitely. food so we can we go to we're not we're feeling drained and low so then we go to food to for the pickup and of course it's a temporary fix which costs us in the long run so it yeah don't know where we started with that but yeah that's a good point though there's yeah. so many good points there's so many yeah. this is a mid conversation yeah. there's so many uh interesting angles i could take it um what i what did want to touch on i did want to go in a bit more detail with the fast and sort of more of a go a bit more out there in your mind yeah. and sort of what was going on like on a spiritual level because okay. cause obviously I know a lot of with fasting a lot of people in the past talk about how it is a really it's not just sort of a, a, something that you do for your health it's something you mm. do for your, for your internal self mm. did you how did you find that what did it sort of activated that level for you it I definitely life just felt so different like it's hard to put into words because it does feel like a blur now and and it does feel like food to some degree does muffle muffle us like uh, our perceptions everything. and, and I, I really thought I was reading stuff about breatharians and stuff like that and I believe that there are people that are breatharian you know but I think you need to get to a certain level of, of consciousness to, to be able to tap into that and really be fueled by love from within kind of thing um, yeah spiritually I'd it's, it's hard to define really where I was was at it, with it all it was I just I'd be in nature my connection with nature was so different when I when I was fasting it just felt so much more nurtured and loving by it and I guess breath and everything was way more important then but um, I, yeah I'd have to again I'd have to do like shorter stints with more meditating and being in nature because I was for, towards the end I was just in here watching the football world cup so it was like yeah. I was still plugging into this mainstream thing which maybe the point is to step away from that um, I was thinking maybe if you did it with like in sort of I know it's, everyone can't do this you know what I mean but sort of disconnect have the disconnect like the come this, off the like internet the fast as well, like have that as a fast as well you know what I mean the, the two yeah. worlds together um, it would be because a fast isn't just sort of Food. food but that was my intention was the yeah, food just, just, food just the food so I allowed myself I was on my phone a bit I was you know I was watching movies and, and stuff so my goal was just to do it with the food but you're right it's, it's you're better off doing a little bit of everything I think and coming off the internet and and stop consuming anything but like that level of discipline from how far into the consumer Incredible, world we are like you know even just to drive without a podcast on or without music on is for an hour is is like not many people would want to do that or can do that you feel yourself twitching don't you yourself? yeah yeah you, you are it's it's a funny one man so it's like like most of us anyone watching this it's like we're so deep into just being consumers in ways that we don't even we're not even aware like listen to the podcast you're a consumer you're a consumer right? yeah. so, and okay. our ancestors would never have consumed the percentage that we they'd spend so much more time creating than they would consuming you know and even with YouTube you can be an expert in something 
you can be a YouTube expert. You can put something on YouTube before you've really earned your stripes. Back in the day, like Terence McKenna, for him to come through, um, he would have had to really done so much research, talks, lectures, more research, more talk, go, go, do get the reps in until he breached through the mainstream and was like, oh, he's on my TV or wherever he would have, or you would have heard about him in circles and then gone to see him talk. But it's like, because of YouTube, people are experts before they've even studied up, you know. I was a, a vegan YouTuber within a year promoting veganism, but it's like, I'm a year into a diet that I don't really know much about. Like, I know, of, I'm, I'm just trusting all the other people's research and everything, but my own experience of it, it took years for me to really understand and embrace that. And that's the thing now, is we can just consume so much and then we're creating this mishmash of what we're consuming but are we really experts in anything yeah. yet? And it's like, that's been, I think that's where real discipline is going to come in is to try and like, I've got a guitar here that I don't really play much. And like that, but that's, I bought a book on tying knots today. I want to learn to tie some knots. I'm trying to find methods that our ancestors did that we can do where you're, where you're learning. And I'd say if I'm learning to tie a knot, that's not create, even though you're creating, you're consuming you're still creating you're practicing something on a regular basis so I was trying to find and I think it was as Ted Carr said it's like consume uh, create five times more than you consume and I think so many of us are nowhere near that ratio you know but you're here creating you're creating a podcast yeah. and you're in that you know how you might the days when you're creating you you sleep so much better you're so much more tired your brain's actually tired our brains don't get we need to work our brains out and they're not really get fatigued from consuming you're just there in that sort of trance state absorbing and you may feel inspiration, but we need to tire our brains out. And so to find something we can be creating, creating in a hobby, a musical instrument, learn a language. And it's like, I'm, I'm, and I know this stuff, I'm just trying to apply it myself. Yeah, I love that. Something else I wanted to touch on was the, the aspect of the fast again. I wanted to, the, yeah. the breaking of the fast because I know that's yeah. that's a really important thing because a lot of yeah. people want to do a fast, but then people don't realise. I know I've heard you speak about this on your YouTube channel where you say about how the... the anyone can fast. Anyone, yeah, see, see yeah. it? Because it's really good. Yeah, uh, yeah, any fool can fast. But it takes a wise man to break yeah, it I love properly that. kind of thing. Um, yeah, and so I was trying to be wise and break it properly and it turns out I was a fool. <laughs> Broke it with some... Uh, Piel de Sapo melon, which is an amazing watermelon from, you know, you get them in Tenerife and southern Spain and stuff. And that didn't work for you? It burnt my mouth. It was, it was... Like acidic. Acidic. And it wasn't quite ripe. And it made me realise, when you fast, your body really resets to a very pure place. Like, all your, my gums were here, like, really, like... Healed. I didn't know there was a problem with my gums, but I had days when they were aching, and that's often when it's addressing the issues that the deep issues. And I realised that's from how much fruit, because I was vegan, high raw vegan, very close to hundred percent fruitarian for a lot of time, right? So I came off the fast. I was reading reading all these books from um, early nineteen hundreds about how fruit is the perfect food and it all makes logical sense to me that we should eat fruit it's the most karma free food it doesn't kill the plant and I'm trying to live doing the least harm as possible 
fruit is just not the same as what it was, but it, it just showed me how acidic the food is or how acidic, I mean, that doesn't really mean anything specifically because we can eat acid and alkali, but it, but just how damaging it was to, to eat un, one unripe fruit and then again, fruit in the quantities. If I was to fast again, I'd definitely break it differently, which I think is, is an important thing to cover. I think what, I, was, I had a Skype with a guy who works at a clinic in America, a fasting clinic, and they regularly fast people for 40 odd days like in the clinic. And he said vegetable broth, and I wanted to be the fruitarian. I'm going to break it with fruit, and they said melon's fine, you know. But obviously, the melon quality and that is is a big thing. But yeah, vegetable broth where it's just literally liquid, and then really the food's already been processed quite a lot, you know, like it's been boiled, or even a bone broth. Now I'd do something like that to break it on. But yeah, definitely, fruit isn't the magical food that I once thought it was, you know. What what about what what are the because this question I've asked myself about fruit mm. is seasonality because yeah local seasonal we don't question that I don't no it's definitely see important. there's so many things going on obviously you're fasting your body and that mm. and then who who knows that because f- as we know f- certain fruits aren't in season all year round yeah but they are no now. fruits they, but are, they are yeah. now yeah yeah oh yeah yeah they freeze the apple <laughs> that's what I mean they are yeah. now so what's that doing how is that affecting you yeah. I completely agree. I think local seasonal is definitely the best the best way to go. But even then, it's like I can eat apples from the supermarket, that say they're local or whatever, British apples, and I still feel like itching. One of the issues why I fast, I had some itchiness, and that will come back from it. And it's like, okay, I don't know if I've just done so much damage from eating too much of it that I can't, I've just given up my privileges now to eat fruit. Or whatever, you know, maybe yeah. that's it for me. And if you've never done that much damage, you can have a bit every now and then. But I was literally eating... 10 15 bananas a day you know and like having 10 plums and a whole watermelon or two watermelons in a day and it's like the fruit just you know you see those pictures of fruit as it used to be bananas and watermelons and they just wouldn't they would be so genetically modified to be what they are now and i always used to say well at least if the sun makes it grow it's still nature's still there do you know what i mean it's not in a wrapper so i always thought there's still something to it but at the same time if it's so potent and so sweet and sugary and it's like I, it always made sense to me that we we have sweet taste buds for a reason and stuff. And I, I guess I'm recalibrating. I'm still in between, but I know that I don't feel good now when I actually listen to my body when I eat too much of it. Yeah, it's interesting that something. Another aspect I want to touch on because, like I said before, there's there's so many different aspects to obviously things that you're looking into. Mm. Was a uh, barefoot running? Yeah, because I, I I do a lot of that myself, and there's there's yeah. something powerful about obviously because in our day to day lives we don't really if you question yourself when do you really sort of touch the ground with your bare feet and it's it's, it's very rare that you do yeah so what is what is it about sort of that aspect aspect yeah. of things that, that pulls you to it it just makes so much sense to it yeah. once you break out you're like yeah we're born without shoes we should be able to walk in nature without shoes and not um and it feels so nice when you get your toes can spread and you're actually activating your toes when you walk and you realize how much we walk in shoes and that I've, we're just our shoes are just stumps on our feet and it's like our calves and our quads might work but our toes aren't working and our foot muscles aren't working and so our, our feet muscles have atrophied massively and a lot of us can't activate our big toes separately from our other toes and it's like we should be able to move our toes as individually as we can move our fingers and that for, from that perspective I, I think everything is connected right from the between all planes so the physical the spiritual and the mental so when something is disconnected in our physical body so say we're disconnected from our toes because we grew up wearing shoes 
how does that transcend to our mental, to our mind? How do the depths of where our minds can go and to our spirit as well? Is that limited? And I, I really think one of the things I've been thinking lately is free your feet to free your mind. Like it's the opposite sides, but it's like that we're trapped there and we're trapped here and we need to open them them two up and, and reclaim that. Oh, that's powerful because, I mean, have you seen that documentary? It was a, the Grounded documentary. Grounded, yeah. It was really it. cool, that. Yeah. I mean, that obviously, that goes into the science as well because, I mean, obviously, I know we don't probably know the deep science of it, but there's like there's like real studies now suggesting that because we are, I think that we are made of like electromagnetic beings. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. the ground emits a sort of a, a frequency that, that does sort of go through us. Yeah, well, it's, it's to do wild. with the electromagnetic frequencies and the ions. Mm-hmm. And so when we have like laptops and phones, I think we become positively charged and that can't, that's just sat in our bodies and it coagulates the blood so we don't circulate as well. And then when you stand barefoot on the ground, those ions can be released and then the blood can flow better. That's that's what the science shows, right? But And that, when I research stuff, I go straight into the science, I'll see that and I go, okay, makes sense. But then when I promote it, I don't feel like it's my job to promote the science. I just, like you say, you see a video of me walking in nature barefoot and it's on someone else. It's not my job to explain that to them. Like, if you connect with it from your human, the, yeah. the human in you is like, something makes sense with that. Then you can go and explore it yourself and find the science yourself. But it's weird though, because, I mean, and I, I think I've heard you talk about this before as well, but you you always use the expression where you say science isn't always the best, isn't always the best way. I mean, you can... science, science, science yeah, yeah, yeah. Science, is, science is great, but sometimes, I mean, look, even look at Wim Hof. I know obviously mm. you're familiar with work yeah. with Wim Hof. He came along before science showed all this stuff what you can do science later on down plays the line plays catch up yeah plays catch up yeah so it's on exactly that's it it's on us to see stuff we don't need to wait for science to know into it like it's intuitive stuff right you don't need that much intuition to know that you came out of your motherfucking naked right? yeah. without clothes and without <laughs> shoes and yet at what point do we decide oh no but this is normal and natural to put this stuff on it like you don't need that but eventually it'll catch up to nature and and that's it but or you can just skip that step and just look at nature, look at animals, go out into nature on your own and you you find all the answers eventually. Yeah, yeah. definitely. What is it about um, cold exposure? Like, I know yeah. you, you do a lot of work with that. What's the, what's the benefits of that, you feel? It's a great question. Um, and at the same time now, I'm doing, I'm putting my shower to sort of luke, not a bit below lukewarm. So I'm not doing the, I realise how much I've shocked my body because you can do it with your mind, right? You can go, right, I'm going to get in this lake and I'm going to jump in and your body's like, whoa, what the fuck are you doing? So now I'm like, I walk into a lake, feet, ankles, knees, hips, and maybe I'll just stop there and my body's happy. (laughs) And then before I get out, I'll just slowly drop to the shoulders and then out. But my shoulders will never be in for more than like three, four seconds. Some people can get in the lake and they can swim and they can jump from, but my body's saying it didn't like the shock and and it can put you into that, we said it's survival, right? We're talking like about the fight or flight. Fight or flight. It can put you into that too quickly. And we're of that mindset. Wim Hof makes sense. So I'm going to go jump in some ice. Now, he's practiced it for years. And yet it's like with jujitsu or martial arts, you have belt systems, right? But with some of this stuff, diet or whatever, you can just jump in at that diet without any experience. Or you can jump in at cold water without experience. And your body's a very different body to his body. So... I'm I'm still navigating it because I, w- I still promote cold therapy and I still yeah, really I think it's great and healthy for us to do it on a regular basis and to have that challenge of overcoming of oh I don't feel comfortable but I'm going to do it anyway but at the same time we I'm learning to find that middle ground of not forcing the body because again you can your body can be drained or fatigued or it's used all its adrenaline 
because you jumped in a cold shower for two minutes in the morning and then you're wondering why you're tired in the afternoon. Or the, it works the other way because sometimes you have, ama- have amazing days after I have a cold shower. Do you yeah. have that sometimes? Yeah, yeah. You start the day with a cold shower and it... Always. It's good, yeah. There's never been a day where I haven't yeah. started a day with a cold shower and it's, I've never felt good. Well, then there you go. Yeah, so then your body's great for it. But then if we're, we want to get everyone into this, it's about promoting the right path for the individual. And some days my body just doesn't want want the ice, but it's like, oh, I wouldn't just have a, a lukewarm shower. Yeah, with you, even though even though I, that being said, I still don't do it every day. I don't know if yeah. it's just the, the fear of doing it because you know that little the little Tough. voice yeah. crawls crawl, yeah. comes in. So but, then find the temperature on the day for you that you're comfortable with. Yeah. Some days you're just not up for the biggest task, and it's not about beating yourself every single day. It's about knowing who you are today, and and matching that. You know, with your choices, yeah. with your diet choices, with your shower, cold shower choices, with your clothing, with whatever. I'm always mindful as well, though, that because, like I said, you have done a lot of extremes that you have. And I'm also mindful that sometimes, like I know now in my body that sometimes if you, any anything can be misoverused. Over We're determined used. fuckers, yeah, yeah. aren't we? Definitely. I can see it in no, you, yeah. 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 So you can believe something and get into it and want to go to the deep end, which is crazy. Probably percent everything I do. Yeah, everything. Now it's learning to do that mindfully, which is listening, which is the body's talking to you and it's going, okay, if we're going to do this, let's ease into it. Or, you know, I got into CrossFit, but I, I burnt out because I did yeah, too I did much well. too quick. Yeah, it's fun practice and enduring it, you feel amazing, but then you can you can burn out. So it's okay, twice a week I'll go and I'll look at the workouts and I'll do the ones that my body, how do you feel about doing that? You want to lift 80 kg today, buddy? No. Okay, so... We can go and do 40 kilograms or we can do tomorrow's workout, which is just body weight. And it's like having that strength, that, that strength of mind or decision making skills in yourself to, to know that I see so many people at CrossFit that it's their only release, but they're so stiff and tight in the body because they don't know how to listen to it and they can't, you can't progress. And maybe some people are fine with that, but I, I, if I do something, I want to progress. And sometimes the best way to progress is to be able to either take it slow or take a few steps back before coming forward. So for me, that's why I'm doing so much yoga. It's about the foundations and getting the restoring my posture back, which is, you know, again, sofas and beds and shoes have yeah, messed definitely. our postures up and it's like trying to reclaim it. Yeah, when you were speaking about uh, movement of the body there and... Obviously, I know that you do yoga. You, you, you do you do a bit of CrossFit, and you've obviously you said you said before you've you're trying many different modalities. You're doing parkour, you're doing running, you're doing mm-hmm. barefoot running, many different many different uh, sort of facets to, to what you're exploring. But why why is that important to you? Why are you sort of why do you find fascination in so many different realms of movement? That that's the ultimate gift. Yeah, your body, mm-hmm. your best friend, your body. Mm-hmm it's what we've been given what we come out with to traverse this kingdom this 3d realm is that body and so many of us neglect it and i just find it fascinating and i'm not surprised it gets neglected because once you get older and you get stiffer and it doesn't recover as well then you just want to forget about it yeah. you just want to focus on your business focus on your relationships but not not the body and it's like try and the, the real joys I had when you you can be happy with yourself when your body's healthy and you can function and you can move and, and then the things you can do with it like yeah, sport you can play football or you can do yoga or crossfit or parkour or skateboarding or so many or play instruments or you know there's so much to do with the body that when it's functioning and healthy it's a joy to be a human <laughs> and I think that's why a lot of us 
are suffering and don't, don't enjoy life as much because we have no relation to our body. We can't talk to it or have a language with it. And it's it's shutting down on us because it's it's it, it doesn't do it to be annoying. It's doing it because you've neglected it and it's it's a safety thing. So for me, my process now is getting my body's trust back because I've abused it for so many years. I lived without guidance from elders, from ancestors. I put myself seeked comfort in shoes as we said footwear and sofas and beds that it's it, it doesn't have my trust so i have to earn its trust again so by, by being gentle by open saying yeah it's okay I, if we, we'll do the strengthening work we'll do the pilates we'll do the yoga and we'll work on the foundations we'll stretch regularly we'll warm up properly and if you do that then the body goes all right okay you can have a bit more you can have a bit more here's more here's some more mobility some more power yeah, i love that i heard a good uh, quote once it was a guest on the podcast can't remember who it was but he says we all have we all have porsches but we don't even yeah. yeah but we never take it for a spin hey that's bang on yeah yeah, yeah. we've got incredible machines yeah. the best and that's why people like da vinci i'm interested in because they they understood how fascinating and well built and designed the human body is and well, that was one thing when I fasted and when I was coming out of my fast was how much I'd study like different body parts and yeah. my ribs and once my body was like lost a bit of size I could really see the connections in them and I'd do like uh, call it bone scrubbing like I'd take like a, a pebble or a, a crystal and just rub my bones to help release stagnant energy mm. that's in them and things like that it's like this is a it is a Porsche it's beyond a Porsche Porsche is a a diss yeah, yeah. to the body you yeah, know what I mean like, it's, I love that. it's incredible and yeah we take it like a spaceship a yeah <laughs> I mean that's a diss bro like or it is or we can actually fly yeah like there's, there's the body the human body is like I say if I could choose flying or running I'd still choose running I think because you get to interact with the flying you can just go from one place to another in a straight line and it's like okay yeah maybe it feels fun to glide once in a while but running, you're interacting with the environment, and your it's your engine, and your pistols are going. And yeah. It's, yeah, there was something I wanted to I wanted to ask you about actually, because when I went through, I've watched YouTube videos, and you were talking about fasting and stuff. And I know one of the big reasons for you of fasting was to sort of you wanted to heal the body on deeper levels mm. in regards to many things. But one of the main areas that was was movement of the body. You wanted to yeah. free the body, mobility. Yeah, free, was one of the aims. Yeah. Of it, yeah, and one thing I can remember you keep saying through your journey was that. Because you were talking about how your body was hurting in, yeah. in certain places and you didn't have the mobility and stuff. Yeah. I wanted to, because I went on a similar journey to you where I've, I was at the extremes where I was doing, I mean, I've did the bodybuilding movements. I used to play football mm. and stuff yeah. like that. And you, you do feel that tension in the body where the body becomes tight and stiff yeah. and stuff. Exactly. And there was a thing that you were talking about through, uh, when you were going through your journey of freeing up the body and you were saying that, it felt to me that you were saying that you, you still you were you come across more and more problems, more and more problems all the time within mm-hmm. the body. But for me, it feels like because I think in our daily lives with our human bodies, we're numb to them sensations of what's really going on in them deeper yeah. levels. Yeah. And I think like the normal dear dear person, like we don't get to feel. I don't get to be in your body. You don't get to be in my body. Yeah, so you don't no really idea. know what's going. Yeah. You, you've got no idea what's going yeah. on. So I think sometimes the normal person who's going on the daily life doesn't really understand doesn't really understand especially if the number not everyone but a lot yeah. of people are numb to the sensations of the body yeah. and i just feel sometimes that when you were doing your work and you were seeing that you were uncovering problems yeah i think that for me that's just i, I feel that i think yeah. that's just part of the process as you wake up to it and you start to listen to your body yeah. 
you go, oh, that's a problem, and that, and, and you the, would, and it was probably a problem before, but you weren't listening as the body's just showing you, showing yeah. you, yeah. Yeah, massively. And I, one of the things I always said, like, I want to be able to sit cross-legged comfortably. Like, that's that's a basic human ability that I was in pain. My knees would hurt. And since changing my diet and reincorporating animal products, I feel way better. And I don't know if it's the fats or what it is, but my joints feel a lot better than they did towards the end of my vegan life. Um, but yeah, open, opening the body up is, is such a yeah, once you enter that realm, it's tough Powerful because you start well. to notice how misaligned it is, which you would never have noticed before. And like you say, most normal people don't know what they're missing because they're not they're not searching. But I, I, yeah, I've, I've really made that a quest of mine. And I've met a few people in my time who have gone, well, they're really open and, and healthy and strong in their body. And it's like, yeah, I put 10, 15 years into it. it you know, so it's like, okay, so I'm still a baby to this. I'm still a white belt on this on this path but getting nutrition right was really a, a good foundation because when you're deficient in this stuff and your body's shutting down you can't really build on that so now I, I'm in a pl- place where my body's like okay now we can build but you've got 30 years to pay off right now so yeah. there's no rush on it yeah do you, do you feel as well when you're moving your body because this, this is for me when I, I do my yoga practice I love doing yoga I know you love doing yoga as well but it's not only just like physically your body opens up your, your, your mind opens up like there's something within the mind that I don't know what it is. I, have, I can't put a word on it really. But do you, do you get what I mean? There's something that absolutely. I, I, I even say it. I say millimeters in the body feels like miles in the mind. I love like, that. Yeah, when you open up the shoulder a bit more and you get that little bit more range of motion there, and it's like it just takes. There's a weight lifts. Um, there's a song. I can't remember the artist's name, but he says death is like uh, taking off a tight shoe. You know, so it's like you're in this body that's become restricted. It's like you tied the shoelaces too tight because it got stiff. And then dying is actually, imagine that feeling of ultimate freedom coming to your joints. It's like, like, what if that's how it is? So it's like, so it's like, yeah, we don't, we live in these corset bodies that are tight and stiff hips and knees and ankles. And that's of our own doing in a way. And it's, so it's like, imagine if you could live and not have that tightness, how much you'd free your body, how much it would free your mind and your spirit to feel, you know that's why someone like Felix who you've had on is such an inspiration because he's really free in his body and you can see it in his spirit as well the, the analogy I can think of is when because I went through a process where I was just ne- same as you I was neglecting my body as much I wasn't doing stretching I wasn't doing yoga correctly and stuff mm. and I was just completely just battering the body basically and the the analogy for <laughs> me been with, there, yeah. yeah the analogy for me that I was that that makes that because it's that what you've explained there is like a freeing feeling of like yeah. unlocking, unlocking, yeah. unlocking deeper things that we don't understand yeah. in the mind as well. But you know when you, I know you do this as well, and I've posted this on Instagram before as well. But you know when you go in the water naked, yeah, and you know that that when when the water hits your genitalia between your balls and your leg, you know, yeah, you know that feeling, that yeah. free and feeling, yeah, yeah, that's what it feels like for me sometimes when I when I'm on the mat and I do yoga, yeah, and I unlock a new part yeah. perspective of it. It's like whoa, yeah, it's like this is what it is. Amazing, yeah, yeah, and that's it, and that's it's. It's nothing comes free or easy. Right? You've got to earn it. You've got to put in the mat time. You've got to turn up to class regularly. You've got to eat right. You know how much. It's amazing. I realize how much of what we eat affects how stiff we feel because it begins in the gut. Someone was saying to me the other day that the in England a lot of the doctors blame stuff on the nervous system. In France they'll blame it on the heart, and in Germany they blame it on the gut. And I think they're pretty advanced in Germany. I think a lot of more issues than we give yeah. credit to are start with the gut, with inflammation begins there, which then will pull. I get tight ankles if I don't eat right, if I eat gluten and things like that. And it's like, 
from the gut it's pulling every dang angle in and so it's tightening our bodies up so that's why fasting i did notice more mobility through that um but then you you can't just not eat you have to eat less eat right and then do the training as well because you have to if you think your your body's gets into a stiff position because it's like flexibility is is about having strength in each position so if you can do the splits it's because you can activate the, the muscles from that position in whereas if we can only go to like 90 degrees it's because your body's protecting you it's going if you open that long we're going to snap because your muscle's not built for that so you have to build strength in the range of motion so it's like is to, to stretch passively doesn't really work with yoga that especially as a male maybe it's as a, a muscly male this is the technique f- for us right is to not be passive and just to relax and f- f- lean into the pose it's like you've got to actively all the muscles of the angle have to be engaged and working to go oh we're building strength here therefore i can go further now i'm not just yeah. actively if you, that's what we think stretching is you're just going to lean and touch your toes but it's like that's passive. You're not building anything in that. Yeah, position. definitely. Just a bit of tangent on that. Yeah, no, like uh, it's it's um that's what I'm saying. Though these conversations can go anywhere. There's so many. Yeah. Obviously, I know there's so many facets to your to what you're talking about because yeah. it won't go anywhere. One last thing I wanted to touch on as well because I want to respect your time. But you said about you were talking before about discipline and stuff like that. Mm. And I know when you go to these extremes, people around you. Because I think this is a powerful point for people who also want to go to them extremes. Yeah. But like we're talking earlier in the podcast about live in an environment where when you do that extreme people around you will be like well what are you doing what are you doing that yeah. for why are you going to this extreme yeah. how did you deal with the extremes that you went to yeah. around with family members and stuff and I, friends yeah it, it was friends were pretty supportive because they know me and I don't know if they bit their tongue and behind the scenes they felt differently or not but family was a tough one but at the same time your life is for you 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 are who you are because of your beliefs because of your every experience you've had and if you then, if you're inspired to do something and you're passionate about it and then you're affected by people around you because you want to respect them, then you're just giving away your own power and your own freedom. And so my mum was really upset with my fast and when I chose to continue and she wanted me to stop and I said, okay, at 28 days I'll stop. And then I came to day 28 and I didn't want to stop and because I realised I'm fasting for me, not for my mum. I like that. Yeah, I had to like... and. It helped, in a way, I got more respect from her in the end, from it, was because it's you need you need to fly the nest and grow, your, we need to grow ourselves up, we really do, like, we're, unfortunately, I, I mean, this isn't for everyone, right, but this is for a lot of people I see around, our parents, they've been poisoned and brainwashed and, and, and we're trying to undo this process and we're fumbling in the dark trying yeah. to do it, like you say, and and we're scraping through, but we're determined and we'll keep trying, even if we're wrong. You know, we think we're right for a bit because we're young, but we'll keep trying. And it's on us to, to grow ourselves up, is to look at what our ancestors did, look at nature, look at the past and try and identify those things and return to them to, to yeah, to grow ourselves up. And, and that includes having to fly the nest and separate yourself from your family for a while. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Cool yeah. podcast. So much. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Dan. Really, keep amazing. doing what you're doing. Big up to all the listeners and the and the viewers. Um, yeah, keep enjoying the show. And uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing some of your. You've had some amazing guests on it. Seems. So yeah. I have to check some out. Really cool. Cheers, man. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Really loved chatting to Tim there. And as you can tell, we really did. I do feel that like we really bounced off each other well, and we really got into some uh, deep stuff. Really um, cool guy. So I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. 
I just wanted to mention as well that coming up on the podcast in the near future, in, in I think three or four days from now, I'm going to be heading into London and I'm doing a podcast with the great legend Robert Wagner, the return of Robert Wagner and dive into the, the world of lucid dreams and dreaming. As you know, that's a fascination, fa- fascinating topic and I know you all love that style of conversation So, and I do too and I cannot wait to get, get Robert R- Wagner back on the podcast. Also meeting up with a very interesting guy who had a six-figure salary and he decided that he just wanted to become invisible and give it give it all up and that's what he did. He gave it all up and he decided to live on the streets. So he's a, that's obviously going to be a really interesting conversation and see how his journey's unfolded. So that, that's a few episodes anyway, a few sneak previews of what conversations are coming up on this thing. So anyway, I love you all and if you can, please check out the Patreon page really is the best way to support the podcast and even the amount of two dollars each month the price of a cup of coffee goes such a long way it really does so if you can please just find it in your heart and support the podcast and just to play this conversation out as i always do i'm going to play this song i just found it i think about two days ago it was it's a really cool song the song is called this town and it's by an artist i think called i'll probably get this name wrong i think it's kingro kingro anyway but if you type in this town I'm sure you'll find it, but it's an awesome song anyway, so enjoy this tune to play out the podcast. I'll catch you next week, everyone. Keep seeking peace and love. All of my friends are settling down. They're only kids, but they're married now. Let's follow the lights, follow the crowd. Baby, we gotta get out. Let's get out of this time I want an ocean view Somewhere As long as I'm next to you I don't care I don't wanna live my life in circles I just wanna find an empty road Let's get away from here Let's go All of my friends are settling down They're only kids but they're married now Let's follow the lights, follow the crowd Baby, we gotta get out Let's get out of this
Just get out of this town. The, 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 the. 